0: Uh, Lord, what an awesome weekend we've had. I've just been thrilled sitting uh, at dinner tables and last night and talking with people and sharing about life and family. And uh, I'm sure people are starting to head home in their heads already. They got bills to pay and uh, soccer games to get to. So I pray, Lord, that you just help us stay focused for a little bit more because I think we're in for a treat here today. And uh, Lord, as always, uh, I could be a stumbling block right here. And I pray that I wouldn't. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be the speaker here today and that uh, you would personalize a message for each person in the room that they may go home clean. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to do some really, really cool stuff. And uh, you're going to be involved today, okay? So uh, can I have my screen there, Joe? I hope. Pretty... No problem. First mistake of the entire year right there. Guy's a pro. Okay. Yeah, come and clean here. Uh, We're going to start with some scripture. They're all kind of related. It's not going to take you long to figure out where we're going. We're going to kind of do this in two part. Uh, For those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Get that in your head. We're big kids. We pay bills. We go to work. We don't think ourselves as, as God's kids. The Spirit you receive does not make you a slave to fear. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to son and daughtership. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Look at how we talked about fear last night. And it's connected to being adopted, to being a son or a daughter. Okay, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we're children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Pretty much just words so far, right? Not a big connection yet, but we're going to get there. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through your faith. For all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. You belong to Christ. Then you are Abraham's seeds and heirs according to the promise. And here's my premise this morning. I think that we as adults often forget who we are. And just as importantly, we have forgotten whose we are being chosen, being adopted. Um, any attorneys in here? Okay. A couple. All right. Kind of, sort of, maybe. All right. Cool. Look at that. They do it very unenthusiastically. <laughs> Let's keep it on the down low. Yeah. They're holding their hands down. That's awesome. Well, I hate courtrooms. Okay. Because uh, usually I get called when one of my kids or church members is on trial and i just find them a creepy place. It's tense. The Lawyers are, are uh, ready to go and the judge looks stern and I just, I hate going in there. I just feel claustrophobic. But this day was different. I got a phone call in the morning from a young lady and she asked if I would come to the courtroom and pray before the proceedings. So I said, sure. And I showed up and we're up there on the second floor of the Cass County Courthouse, the marble floor there. And there's a whole family group gathered around and we held hands and I prayed. And then we went into the courtroom and it was a totally different ambience. The judge was smiling. The, the clerk recorder, she was just grinning from ear to ear. Even the attorneys were looking at each other and just smiling. And at the center of the courtroom was a little six-year-old girl named Layla. As she came from a crappy life. Mom was on drugs. Dad was dysfunctional. And her life had been miserable for those six years. And seated over here with the attorneys was a young lady that had grown up in our youth program named Leslie. She'd come in and out depending on what she had done in her life. She sometimes came and sometimes she disappeared for um, six months or a year or two years and then she'd show up again. And her life was a mess too. She had been in foster homes since uh, since she was six years old. Her mom died of cancer. Her daddy was just completely dysfunctional. She'd been in and out of foster homes. But she was getting her life together and she'd met a young man named Jeff and uh, they were standing here together. They'd been recently married. And the judge began the proceedings. He said, do you, Jeff and Leslie, promise to take Layla as your own and to provide for her and care for her and love her? And they said these magic words. They said, we do. And it was just because we were here for an adoption. This kid was being chosen. These parents said, we pick you to love and care for. And I looked around. I mean, I, was, I don't cry easy. I was choked up. And I looked around. And there were just tears flowing all around them because it was such a beautiful picture of this girl that had come out of misery, now getting her life together, choosing this Layla. And I wanted to stand up and I wanted to say, time out, stop, stop. This is my story. This is your story. You were chosen. You were adopted. You were picked. I love it when Hollywood gets it right <laughs> and the secular world teaches biblical truth. You know, here's, here's Mufasa and here's little Simba and they, they, I mean, I feel like they're like me and Shane, you dads, you know what that's like, your little buds, right? They rough and tumble and, if, if you've seen the story, like me, who had to watch it 5,000 times, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've seen this, been there, done that. And uh, what happens is, uh, you know, uh, Mufasa gets caught in that uh, giant stampede of wildebeest, and he dies, and little Simba blames himself. And so he runs away from his identity as heir to the throne because he thinks he killed his own dad. He runs away as an adolescent. He runs away from responsibility, and he goes and plays until he, until he runs into this really cool character named Rafiki, the little monkey. I love that name. I actually wanted, before Shane was born, I wanted to call him Rafiki. My, my, my wife wouldn't buy that, obviously. Okay, thank God. Rafiki, come over here. So here's Rafiki when he finds little uh, Simba to say, hey, buddy, you've completely forgotten who you are.
1: That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No.
2: Look out.
1: You see, he lives in you. soul forgotten me look inside yourself simba you are more than what you have become you must take your place in the circle of life how can i go back i'm not who i used to be remember who
2: you are you are my son and the one true king
0: who you are, remember who you are, he lives in you, don't ever forget whose you are, he lives in you having a rough day remember who you are there's my pal Shane now Shane is my he's one-third of my heir he is one-third heir to the massive financial Johnson youth ministry empire (laughs) right Pete right yeah okay He's going to share my massive wealth. He also, love it or hate it, he's gonna, he shares some of my physical characteristics. Love it or hate it, he shares some of my uh, personality and character characteristics. Most importantly, Shane shares the characteristics of his heavenly father. okay, that's pretty weird, huh? They're they're like, that's weird. What's he doing? Where's he going? He does, yeah. My wife just about killed me. You know what? Shane shares he's an inheritor. He's an heir. He's a child of the one true king. Because of that, he shares the qualities and characteristics of the Lion of Judah. You have that same character within you. God did not give us a spirit of timidity and fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Now, here's another scripture I think goes with this. It's pretty cool. It says, on that day, you realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Kind of a weird one. Kind of like what we were talking about the other night, that the Spirit lives in you. Watch this. Uh, Here's my dad, Fred. I I was lucky. I grew up with a great dad. Freddie is what I call him. He's still cooking, doing awesome. Okay, and and, uh, here's how it works. I'm in my Father, and He is in you, and I am in you. I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Now, that's in earthly terms. We all move down the line like that. We all inherit from our fathers. Now, this is what's really cool. I am in my Father, And you are in me, and I am in you. And I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And he lives in you, because you are a child of God, and he indwells within you. I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And the spirit you receive does not make you slaves to fear; rather, the spirit you receive is brought about your adoption and son and daughtership. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Now, folks, if this is true, and I believe it is true, shouldn't that affect how you treat yourself? And shouldn't that then affect how we treat the person next to you? Right now, or in your office, or in your neighborhood? Now, we're going to shift gears as we move to come and clean. I want you to remember who you are. Now, we're going to come clean. Now, Peter is the super guy. Raise your hand if you agree, right? Yeah, he's an awesome guy. I love Peter. And uh, yeah, time to get you back for putting the most disgusting picture of me on the uh, flyer that has ever been made, okay? Uh, So Peter is the super guy. Everybody here agrees with that, right? And I totally agree. Now, Peter, you're kind of like our pastor. And if you've ever uh, been a pastor or worked for a church, you live in a fishbowl. Everybody sees your good, bad, and ugly. Now, the thing what we do with our superheroes, our heroes in our, our neighborhoods, whether it's sports teams or our, or our, our church folks like Peter, is uh, we do this to them. Where do we put them? We put them up on a pedestal. And the problem is when we put people on pedestals, almost always, because we are all humans, even the best of us, we do what? We fall. And we use the term here amongst ourselves. We say, well, he fell from grace. He fell out of grace. She fell from grace. But with God, you never fall from or out of grace. You know what you do with God? You just fall into massive grace. You fall into massive grace. Here's where we're going to close our day, but we got a lot to get to yet. If we confess our sins, it says that God will forgive our sins. And because we can trust God to do what's right, He will cleanse us from all the crap and the junk called sin, okay? So you just heard it. If you confess our sins, God is faithful and just and forgives our sins. So which came first? Does God automatically forgive, or do you have to confess first? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? It's been debated forever. Now, I'm going to take a step backward and pretend we're at Summer Festival. We're dealing with new kids, new Christians. The basic thing here is, you know, sin comes in and it breaks up this relationship. I like looking at it vertically like this. And we've got all this crap and crud here, you know, stuff that we struggle with that gets in the way and it breaks up that relationship and it just adds junk to it, okay? Another way of looking at it would be uh, sin always hurts others. Sins usually hurts ourselves, and sin always breaks that relationship with God. That's why we've got to come to confession, okay? Now, can, can you see what that is? Anybody name that? Battery cable. My dad told me, you know, anytime you've got a problem with your car, almost 90% of the time, if it won't start, it's your battery. And almost all the time, if it's your battery, it's not actually your battery, it's your what? It's the connection because it's just so full of crud and crap. that power can't get through. And you've got to cleanse that for it to work. Yeah, exactly. Look at Andrea. She's like, oh, I can't even look at that. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. It's a wound on an ankle. Where's Mike? Mike, what's wrong? got wound on ankle. Make sure you send your kids to him next time anything happens. What's, what's wrong? out. Yeah, but before, the reason the stitches came out is because? Gigantic infection. It is filled with pus. And yucky stuff. And in order for that wound to heal, it has to what? Clean. What's the first thing you do, Mike? Change the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be happy to. Besides here, you have to just it. Oh, yeah, good. that's all I'm looking for right there, Tom. Before you can make it whole and healthy, you've got to clean. I did change the screen, so I, I, I listened to you. It's still gross. It is gross. Now, here's, here's where we're going before we get to the good stuff. You've got to go through the icky stuff. How often do we as husbands and wives not deal with stuff and we let the pus build up over time, over weeks, over months, over years, or friendships? I know some people that hold on to grudges uh, for years. Now, I gotta show you this, this is really cool. Because we're going to talk about forgiveness from God. We're going to talk about it for us. Right here is what I have is the imitation of a South American monkey trap. Now, it's supposed to be a round uh, coconut shell that is hollow on the inside. And then what the the hunters would do is they would uh, carve out a hole just big enough for a monkey to get his extended fist through. And so uh, what the monkey would do... The hunter would put some kind of hard bait. I put a golf ball and a tennis ball in there. And then they would tie it to the bottom of a tree in the jungle. And monkeys, they're not very smart. So they would run up like this and they would reach in and they would grab the hard bait and they would wrap their fists tightly around it because they wanted it so bad. And then they would run away and they would be caught because monkeys aren't very smart. Okay. What would they have to do to be free? Just let go. Just let go. Now, the reason I'm using a South American monkey trap here today in Brainerd is because I call this the human grudge box. Every every one of us in the room has been wounded, maybe by a coworker, a friend, somebody sitting next to you, family. And we have a right to our anger. You can hold on to that anger as long as you want. a lot of us massage it. Some of us are mad at mom and dad from 30 years ago, and we'll massage that till probably the day we die. And you have a right to do that. But what does God say? He says, Forgive one another as I first forgave you. Let it go because the only person that you are punishing with your anger and your grudge is right here. And maybe another way to look at that before we get to the good stuff is this. Watch this. I have poison inside this container. Now, there's nothing wrong with anger or hatred or resentment. Those are God-given emotions. There's nothing wrong with it unless you hang on to it. Why do you think God says over and over, forgive one another? Forgive one another. I forgave you. Pass it down the line. Because if this is you and I, and this is our body, mind, spirit, the whole being, watch this. This is a toxic-proof container. I just put a little bit in it, and you'll hang on to it for a while. And then this crap will eat a hole in your belly called an ulcer. Give you chronic back pain, neck pain. Sometimes they say that uh, anger that's not dealt with that stays stuffed inside, sometimes not always, turns to depression, anxiety. And you're welcome to hold on to it. That's your choice. We, we always have freedom of will, but it's toxic. So I'll say it one more time. If we confess our sins, God will forgive our sins, and because we can trust God to do what's right, he'll cleanse us from everything. We're going to do something super cool now. Cindy, will you give me a hand here? Thank you. We're going to... Just lift the table. We're going to put it center aisle there if we can. Thank you. Pen down. Pen down. You're so observant. Okay, let's scoot it way back, okay? okay? Here's what we're going to do. I don't think people get this forgiveness of sins very much. We talk about it, but we don't really get it in our head. We're going to do something super cool. I love to do it at any camp I'm at. And it's going to be even better today because we got this awesome Rich. And the minute I heard Rich do a solo this week, I said, I know what we're doing the last day. He's going to come up and he's going to sing a solo of this awesome song, Forgiveness. And you guys are going to go to communion right now. You're going to go to confession. Here's what you're going to do. Coming up in little groups, whenever you feel moved, you're going to come up and I got two buckets of this paper here and you do not, nobody's going to see this. What you're going to do is you're going to put a mark or a symbol or a word from something you need to let go of and give back to God. Most likely a sin. Guys, maybe it's lustful thoughts. Maybe it's uh, lying. Maybe it's something you did to somebody. You just put a little word or mark on it. doesn't matter. It's between you and God. You may take a, couple, uh, a, a few seconds or minutes to uh, come up with what that is. And I am going to uh, stand right here. And you can come up. There can be seven or eight of you gathered around the table. And I'm gonna help you. It works best if you take two uh, hands like this and poke it on. And I'll help you if you don't get it right. We're gonna all go on this middle well, actually, you can do it on any, any, any of the three pins. And it's, I, I call this confession. To me, it's kind of like communion, okay? No matter what background, you'll see why. And uh, when you're not up here, just listen to Rich. Because one, he's awesome and it's beautiful music. And the words are exactly about what we're doing. So when you are ready, I would ask you to come out in seven or eight of your time, grab a paper and put it right here, okay? anybody can come thank you good good call good call
2: it's the hardest thing to give away it's the last thing on your mind today Perfect. it always goes to those that don't deserve excellent excellent it's the opposite of how you feel, when the pain they cause is just too real. It takes everything you have just to say the word forgiveness. And forgiveness. It flies in the face of all your pride. It moves away the mad inside. It's always anger's own worst enemy. And even when the jury and the judge say you got a right to hold a grudge, it's a whisper in your ear saying, set it free. Very delicate. Forgiveness, forgiveness.
3: Oh, forgiveness, forgiveness. Show me how to love the unlovable. Show me how to reach the unreachable. Help me now to do.
2: Away it can even set a prisoner free. There is no end to what its power can do. So let it go and be amazed by what you see through eyes of grace. The prisoner that it really frees is you. Forgiveness. Forgiveness.
3: Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Show me how to love the unlovable.
2: Forgiveness
0: Thanks Rich. That was just awesome. Thank you for doing that. <clears throat> what did you just do? Confessed. You came clean. What was God's promise when you confess your sin? Yeah. You know, we go to communion. We do this every Sunday. Usually it doesn't make much sense. I'm kind of a visual guy. Say it again. What kind of paper is that? Oh, I thought you said, where is it? Okay. Yeah, do it again. good. You know, you and I are Christians. This is who we are. I don't know where it went. What happened here is faith. This is faith. I can't prove it. God promised it. But I believe what you put on here, it's a done deal with God. He can't even remember it anymore. It's just gone. Now, we're almost done. God always loves first. God always forgives first. Now, you've, you and I have received grace. So to accept grace is to accept the vow to give it. We just pass it down the line, and we're not usually pretty good. At that, I would say a lot of us breathe in grace, but we don't breathe it out. And I would ask you, are you a dead-end gracer? Does grace stop right here? Or since you've been forgiven, do you pass it down? I want to close it with my three as's. Be careful how you say that. Okay. I'm a rock climber. Again, I'm a visual guy. Love your neighbor. It's connected by the Caribbean. You can't separate them as what? And God wants you to love yourself. He doesn't want you to mope and grope. Poor me, ugly me, I'm a worm. Forgive one another as what? Christ first forgave you and I. I'm, I'm in this mess too, okay? For, and we, we say this every Sunday. We hold hands and we say this. And we say, Forgive us our trespasses. And people think the most operative word right here is forgive when I ask them, and it's actually that little tiny word. Forgive us our trespasses and sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. Let's just watch something that...
2: Why are you doing this?
0: From the movie Fireproof. I have learned
1: you never leave your partner, especially in a fire. Caleb, what's happened to you?
0: He's taken this 40-day challenge thing, you know?
1: Dad asked me if there was anything in me that wanted to save our marriage. And then he gave me something. Um, I-, I could let you read it. Was it this? How long have you known? I found it yesterday. So what day are you on? Uh, 43. There's only 40. Who says I have to stop?
0: They've had seven years of a pretty rough marriage. You didn't want to do this at
1: first, did you? No, but halfway through I realized that I did not understand what love was. And once I understood that, I wanted to do it. Caleb, I want to believe that this is real, but I am not ready to say that I trust you again. I understand that. Whether you ever reach that point or not, I need you to understand something. I am sorry. I have been so selfish. For the past seven years, I have trampled on you with my words and with my actions. I have loved other things when I should have loved you. In the last few weeks, God has given me a love for you that I have never had before. And I have asked him to forgive me. And I am hoping, I am praying that somehow you would be able to forgive me too.
0: I like that. It doesn't tell us how it ends, because you know, marriage is tough. It doesn't always work out. Remember, you were you and I were first loved. First forgiven. <clears throat> so let's pass it on. Let's pray, close our time together, shall we? Lord, the thing the good thing about Christian community, about being gathered here together is every single one of us, especially me, uh, mess up. We screw up, we fail, we sin. I mean, that guy's words, I'm so selfish and I've loved other things more than my wife and more than you, Lord. That's just, uh, he's speaking my language. But the great thing about Christian community is none of us is ever better than the other and we all come here on bended knee knowing we're in need of love and forgiveness. So, Lord, I pray that when we leave here today and we get in our cars and go home, that we would leave clean, knowing that we truly are loved and forgiven by you. And as we get back into the rat race of life and tennis and soccer and meetings, business, diapers, help us to remember who we are, that we are sons and daughters of you, and we are heirs to the kingdom. And forgiveness is only a confessional way, and a fresh, clean start is just humbly coming before you. We give you thanks, Lord, for our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Peter, would you and Lynn come up here, please? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, first of all, I want to I wanna brag about Peter because, uh, you know, he's kind of the behind-the-scenes, keeps things rolling, flowing. He doesn't have to have any glory. He just gives them himself over and over. He's been the head honcho for years. He's kind of like our pastor here. And I just love the guy. And behind every good man is a good woman. Every time I've been at these, Lynn is here and his boys are here. When do you ever get to see that? Whole family's ministering in a family environment. So it's pretty cool. So I'd like you to show your appreciation to Pete and Lynn. (laughs) God, brother. Yeah. On. Let's give it
2: up
1: for Raleigh. Come on
0: now. Thank you. Thank you. This, this, is, uh, this has truly been a privilege and a thrill for me. I've just had a blast and uh, my kids have had a blast and so I hope we'll run into one another again. That's great. Thanks, Raleigh. Yep.